<laughs> Anxiety is like lice, right? Get it out of my head, man. <laughs> that was a quote from our last week's podcast. And I want to talk about that some more today. I'm going to show you how to operate in a spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does your sun set high? Does your sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. You know, funny thing is, like a lot of things in life, that quote was actually a mistake. It was actually an accident. I was trying to say anxiety is like life. And instead, I was thinking of something else in my brain like I always am. My brain, um, there's always like a dozen sentences competing for my attention in my brain. <laughs> you wouldn't believe the amount of time I spend editing a podcast to get rid of all those half sentences that keep trying to interrupt my train of thought. <laughs> so it takes me a long time to edit a podcast for that so I can make it more understandable for you. Um, and so I had a bunch of those sentences competing for my time for my mouth, right? And what my mouth said was, anxiety is out of place in your life life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in your lice. Uh, anxiety is out of place in your life, right? Lice is out of place too. Anxiety is like lice, right? Get it out of my head, man. But instead of, instead of, I, I thought just start over and then, you know, start that. But then I thought like, you know, anxiety is like lice, you know, it's like all these thoughts in our head that we got to get it out of our head. So I want to talk about that a little bit more. Uh, but before we talk about lice, <laughs> um, I want to mention this. Albert Einstein said this. It is the supreme art of the teacher to awaken joy in creative expression and knowledge. And that's that's the art of the teacher, to awaken happy in creative expression and knowledge. The problem is a lot of our teachers are struggling right now. You know, a couple episodes ago, we talked about the forgotten first responders. We talked about our teachers and how we really need to honor them. And so I did a podcast on that. But there's another happy lifer that had said something that I really want to talk about. She's a teacher. And she said when her school started, she's never heard so many negative comments come from so many teachers and have so many teachers just want to quit. And I think that's tragic. Because we need our teachers and we're realizing how, how powerful they are. I just wonder how many of those teachers would stick around if they heard some positive comments, if they heard some hope. To encourage means to pour courage into someone. We talk about that a lot on this podcast. But if we could encourage these teachers and, and share this podcast with some teachers and we could uh, send some text and some emails and some social media posts to some teachers and we could honor them like we honor our first responders, how many of them would change their mind and not quit or not want to quit? And so I had an idea. I thought if you could email us or you could send us a message on our social media um, and all that information is on the show notes, or you could even call us and leave a voice message, then I could start putting those in our podcast as we go on. And then we can continue to share those podcasts or share those thoughts and ideas with our teachers. I just thought it'd be a great way to honor them. I'm just, my heart is, is sad over our teachers. It's so hard for them right now to do what they're doing. And how in the world can they awaken joy through creative expression or knowledge if they're not happy themselves? And so I thought it'd be a great idea if we just honor our teachers. Are you with me? 
If you are, please send something to podcast at happylife.studio. It won't take you very long at all. Just email something. Put down a thought of one of your favorite teachers or why they were your favorite teacher or what you like about teachers and send it to podcast at happylife.studio. Or if you'd rather, like me, I like to talk. So if you'd rather leave a voice message, just call our Yo Steve-O line at 425-200-HAYS, H-A-Y-S, 425-200-4297. That's awesome. I look forward to hearing them and, and putting them in our podcast. I'm hoping that you'll join me in this solution. You know, there's so many people bringing up problems. So much of the media is talking about problems today and, and politicians are talking about problems, but I would rather talk about solutions. So help us be a part of the solution for our teachers and give us some of your input on some teachers' lives that have changed your life. All right. Speaking of teachers, there's a great one from thousands of years ago. His name is Jesus. And he said this, he said, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. And you know what that has to do with the happy life podcast? This, that word blessed is a word that can be translated happy. Happy are the pure in heart for they will see God. That's in Matthew chapter five, verse eight. Jesus said that. I love how the message version of the Bible translated that statement. It says this, you're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and heart put right. Then you can see God in the outside world. In other words, get your inside world right and the outside world will follow. With all this crazy stuff that's going on in the world today, it's easy to focus on the outside world and, and all that negativity, all that junk that's going on. I spoke with our property manager and I asked her how she was doing. And she says, oh, I'm, I'm all right. I'm okay. So I kind of pushed on that a little bit and I could tell she wasn't really doing well. She says, well, I don't really want to tell people because people don't really want to hear that. And I said, it's true. A lot of people, they just say, how are you doing? But they don't really want to hear. I said, but when I ask, I really want to know. And so then she just opened up to me and started saying, this COVID junk is just killing me, you know? And I said, everyone's feeling that way right now. And there's so much stuff going on in our outside world. And with all this stuff that's going on, it's easy to focus on the outside world and all that's going on. But maybe we should be focusing on the inside world first, because if you get your inside world put right, then the outside world will follow. Then you can see God in the outside world. And when you see God, you don't see the problems. You see someone who's bigger than the problems, someone that can help with the problems. When we're stressed out, when we're hurt or depressed or angry or anxious, or, and by the way, if you struggle with anxiety, check out our podcast coming out on, on Wednesday, check out our Instagram, our IGTV and all of our platforms. I'm so excited. We did it in last week's podcast, but we started our penny for your thoughts podcast to help people in times of anxiety, worry, fear, anger, all that type of stuff. But when you're anxious or emotionally supercharged in any way for that matter, what we're going to do is focus on our outside world, our circumstances, what's going on around us. It's just basic human instinct. But just because it's basic human instinct doesn't necessarily mean it's the best option. I mean, if you want to live a worried, stressful, angry, depressed, sad life, it's the best option. But if you want to live a happy life and a, and a free one, I suggest we rethink that approach. Focusing on the outside world while ignoring our inside world is going to start us on a bad loop that keeps feeding itself, a negative catch-22, if you will. And if we want to be happy, we need to change that. That's why Jesus said it 2,000 years ago. 
If you focus on your inside world, you'll see God in the outside world. If you take care of the inside world, the outside world will take care of itself. Pain with all the stuff that's going on. I mean, it's just scary and, and, and we don't like that. I don't like pain, but pain is really trying to be my friend. It's trying to tell me something's wrong. Pay attention, Steve-O. If you think about it, pain keeps us from places we shouldn't go and things we shouldn't do. My back just got out of whack. I've been traveling a little bit and I didn't get a chance to go in and see the chiropractor and I could barely move the other day. And what's pain telling me? Pain's telling me, go see the chiropractor, get yourself adjusted. Pain's telling me something is wrong. You can't sit like that all the time. You need to stretch. It's trying to get me to not do things I shouldn't be doing. If you break a leg or a limb or something, your body's telling you don't use that. Because if you use that in this situation, you could ruin it and lose it, right? If you use that, you could lose it. And so it's saying that's pain. Don't do that. Pain is trying to be our friend. It's trying to get us to focus on that something is wrong. We need to fix it. Pay attention. Pain gets us to focus on our inside world. But oftentimes we mask that by focusing on the outside world. For instance, When I'm angry, the first thing I want to do is blame somebody. There's got to be someone to blame for how I feel. That pain is really trying to get me to focus on my inside world. It wants me to ask myself, what's wrong? Why are you so angry? Let's figure that out so we can fix it. Pain's trying to get us to to figure this out so we can fix it. But if I don't want to be introspective, if I'm afraid maybe because of the pain of my past, I'm afraid of, of going there, for instance, I just switch my focus to the outside world instead. Helen Keller said this about pain. She said, the struggle of life is one of our greatest blessings. (laughs) What? Yeah. She said, the struggle of life is one of our greatest blessings. It makes us patient, sensitive, and godlike. It teaches us that although the world is full of suffering, it is also, are you ready for this? It is also full of the overcoming of it. That's what I'm talking about. There's a lot of stuff going on right now, but there's a lot of people overcoming that stuff as well. The fact that my property manager was still there existing, talking with me, and she was laughing the whole time. It says that she's overcoming that even though she's tired of it. She's sick of all the COVID crap that's going on. So there isn't just suffering going on right now. There's also a lot of overcoming of it. That's why she said the struggle of life is one of our greatest blessings. You might not know who Helen Keller is, and if you don't, it's probably because she lived in the late 1800s to the mid-1900s, but she definitely knows a little bit about overcoming suffering. (laughs) She was an American author, a political activist, and a lecturer. But more than that, she did all those things while being blind and deaf. In fact, she was the first deaf blind person to earn a Bachelor of Arts degree, the very first one. If she followed everybody else's plan, everybody else's game, she never would have got her a Bachelor of Arts degree because no one ever did that. She was blind and deaf, but she still was the first one to ever receive her Bachelor of Arts degree. And so check this out. Here's a person that's blind and deaf and didn't know how to speak. She had to teach herself how to speak as a nine-year-old child. She changed a lot of lives. And she did it her way. Einstein also said this. I love this. He said, everyone is a genius. But if you judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. (laughs) If Helen Keller tried to be an author, let alone someone who lectures and speaks like everyone else did, she would have felt like a fish trying to climb a tree. 
And I'm sure she probably felt like that a lot. Being deaf and blind, let alone just having one of those disabilities. All of us have things that we're unable to do that disable us. And being deaf and blind gave her every excuse to just survive, to just get through. But luckily for the human race, she didn't accept those excuses. In fact, she used them to make herself even better. Because like she said, these scary things, these ugly things, these painful things, these things that make us anxious, her outside world, all that going on around her made her patient, sensitive, and godlike. <laughs> it taught her that all the world is full of suffering, like she said, it is also full of the overcoming of it. And Helen Keller was an overcomer. And she learned how to be that by facing her inside world and not just focusing on her outside world. She played her game. She didn't follow what everyone else did. She couldn't do it the way they did it. She did it her way. She did it her way. <laughs> I love the movie Miracle. It's about the 1980 Olympic hockey team. The Americans were a bunch of college-age kids that placed the Russians, who are basically a bunch of professionals, and that was before professionals could play in the Olympics back in the day. But these guys beat everybody. They beat the NHL All-Stars that we, just months before the Olympics even happened. And Herb Brooks put together this team with just a few weeks before the Olympics, a few months before the Olympics, and, and they beat the Russians. You know how they beat the Russians? The Olympic Committee said, oh, really, you're going to beat the Russians? He said, how are you going to do that? He says, we're not going to play their game. We're going to play our game. The Olympic Committee said the NHL All-Stars couldn't even beat them. And Herb Brooks says that's because they did it wrong. They played their game. The NHL All-Stars didn't play America's game. They played the Russians' game. And when they're in the game playing the Russians, Herb Brooks is yelling out, play your game, boys, play your game, boys, because what the Russians were trying to do, they beat everybody, no one, for, for years. I think they won, I did a podcast on it oh, a few months ago, but but they had won every Olympic, the gold in every Olympic for Years and years and years and years. I mean, they just, they were unbeatable. Nobody could beat them. It was a rare thing, a rare commodity when somebody could, could beat them because they got everyone to play their game. And there's a lot of media going on. There's a lot of social media going on. There's a lot of people out there trying to get us to play their game. They want to focus on the outside world. They want to see everything that's going wrong, and they want to tell you everything that's going wrong. They want to tell you everything that's broken. They want to offer a bunch of problems, but they don't want to offer any solutions. And then when the media puts something out there and they find out the truth later on that's actually positive and good news, they don't share that truth because it doesn't fit their narrative. They're about creating this, this I don't know, it's just my opinion, but I feel like they're trying to create a lot of anxiety and angst and worry and because I, I, I heard something the other day that said fake news spreads six times faster than regular news. <laughs> I mean, and so there's a lot of people out there that, that are playing that game. Life stinks and it hurts. And I'm not saying that there isn't a lot of that stuff going on. Our outside world is crazy right now. But just because they play that game doesn't mean we need to play that game. If Helen Keller played that game, she never would have become the author and the lecturer and changed the people's lives that she did. So with all that being said, let's get to my favorite quote of the podcast. Anxiety is like lice. Get out of my head, man. <laughs> I want to talk about that a little bit more. You know, back in the day when someone was really bothering us, really getting on our nerves or they're really agitating, you know what we would say? We would respond back with, get out of my hair. 
I don't, I don't know where that came from. I don't know why we say that. Get out of my hair. But that's what we used to say back in the day. Get out of my hair when someone was bothering us. But you know what? That's what we need to do right now. We need to get out of everybody else's hair and just focus on our own. Anxiety is like lice. Anger is like lice. Fear is like lice. Worry, depression, all these negative emotions and things that everyone's trying to get you to play their game. All these negative thoughts, they're like lice that's in our hair. And I just touched on it really quick in our last podcast, but man, my friend, her hair was like, was like Nicole Kidman in Far and Away. I don't know if you ever saw that movie with Tom Cruise, but I loved her hair in that. It was just super curly and super big. Imagine Diana Ross. Her hair was like that, really long, really curly, really full. And could you imagine Diana Ross or Nicole Kidman with, with lice in that head of hair? I mean, she got lice once. And when she gets lice, she has to take this fine tooth comb and she can't do it. Someone else has to do it. Her husband had to do it. Her friends had to do it. It would take them hours to just go through her hair and pick out one at a time, one at a time, one at a time. This anxiety is like lice, all these thoughts in our hair. And we're worried about everyone else's hair. We're getting everybody else's business. What business is it of ours to say they should be living this way or they shouldn't do that or they shouldn't? Why don't we worry about our own head of hair first? Jesus also said this. There's people out there that are straining at a gnat to swallow a camel. I mean, Jesus was hilarious. He was funny. I think sometimes we read the Bible in this, oh, I want to buy Domino's pizza. I mean, I think, in fact, I put this little thing together, uh, a little clip that I that I used to play on a, on a radio station. I want to play that for you real quick. Blast Bites of Truth with comedian and speaker Steve Hayes. Woo! <laughs> we don't think like this when it comes to the Bible. We think, oh, buy Domino's pizza. We got it wrong. The Bible is dangerous. It's passionate. It's full of life. It's full of anger. It's about man struggling with, with God. It's about God fixing it. It's about us. It's a love story. It's, a, it's crazy. That's what reading the Bible is. Try a different translation. When you read it in different wording, all of a sudden it makes your mind think again. We don't want to just turn our brain off. Ask Jesus to help you. I don't read the Bible because I have to. That never worked for me. I kept trying to read the Bible more, reading it better. You know what? When I realize it's really God's Facebook message to me, it's his status. You've got mail. That's why I read the Bible. What does God want to say to me right now? What is his status? What is he thinking about me? I no longer read it as a homework assignment. I read it now as a Facebook status. What does God want to say to you? God, where do you want me to look? Just open it up. Start reading it. Blast Bites of Truth with Steve Hayes. For more, log on to steveohays.com. Find it on the links page at theblast.fm. When we view Jesus that way, we don't see the kind of person that he was, but he was hilarious. He's saying, you guys are straining at gnats, but you're swallowing camels. He also said, you're complaining about this other person has a speck in their eye, and you've got a big old piece of lumber in yours. You've got a big old two-by-four in your eye. That's a joke. He's being funny there to make a point. Isaac Usimov said, comedy is just a funny way of being serious, and Jesus did that a lot, but we always read him as this, oh, blessed are you. And He's saying, hey, listen, happy are you when you get your inside world right? Because then you're going to see me in our outside world. And I'm telling you, when we're looking at our outside world, if we just look at the circumstances, they become biggest in our life. Whatever becomes biggest in your life becomes control of your life, becomes the boss of your life, becomes the God of your life. But God's like, if you'll focus on your inside world, I'll get your inside world right. And then you're going to see me in the outside world. And all of a sudden, now your outside world has a new boss. 
and this boss is loving and he's kind and he's slow to anger and he's gracious and he's and and he is love and he is life and he is he is happy jesus wanted us to be happy that's why he said happy are you when you're pure in heart happy are you when you get your inside world put right then you can see me in the outside world that's what jesus said and and that's what this person had to do they, they to get the lights out of their head they needed somebody else to help them because her her hair was just too big the longer you live the longer your hair grows right the the, the more hair you get the the more places for these thoughts to to hide the more life it, the older you get the more stress and the more pain and the more all this stuff happens and pretty soon you got a head full of lice that you need somebody else to help you remove them, which is exactly why Nin and I started the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast, which is exactly why I do life coaching. A lot of my coaching, I don't even get paid for. It's just people that I come across in my life because we have to help each other. There's no way we can get all those thoughts out of our head by ourselves. We need someone to take a fine-tooth comb and work through, why are you feeling this way? That's what pain is trying to get us to do. It's trying to be our friend and say, wait a minute, let's focus on why you feel this way. Why are you upset? Why are you sad? Why are you angry? What's going on? Let's fix this. That's why there's teachers out there that need our encouragement because that's what they do with our kids. They don't only just awaken joy but they help kids get these lice out of their head. They help, well, and literally many times for teachers too, but they're teaching our kids how to think properly and how to process properly. And, and they're heroes and, and we need to encourage them. But our kids need them and our kids need us and our neighbors need us and our workmates need us and the barista needs us and, and the grocery clerk needs us. And sometimes just a, a pat on the back or a, just an encouraging word can help somebody remove that one little lice out of their head. I've got people in my life that do that with me. They work it out. And sometimes it takes a while for me to get that thing done. It, it just doesn't happen overnight. I might take days and months and years. But the cool part is, is that I'm not the same person I used to be. I'm not as happy as I want to be. I'm not as content as I want to be. I still complain too much. I'm not there yet, but that's the fun is getting there. Louis Lamour said, it's not the end of the trail. That's the thing. It's the trail itself. And so... It might take a while to do this, but while we're doing it, we can start seeing the difference that's happening. We can start seeing, wait a minute, that whole section of my head has no lice in it. Wait a minute. I handle this way better now. So we need to get out of their hair and get into our own. Focus on the thoughts in our own head instead of worrying about everybody else's thoughts and everybody else's actions. Don't play their game. Don't just focus on the outside world. I know it's scary. I know there's a lot going on. I'm not saying ignore the outside world, but I'm saying take some time to focus on the inside world. Get your mind and your heart right. Then your outside world will follow. Then you'll see God in the outside world. And when you see God in the outside world, everything changes and you realize, wait a minute, there is hope. Like Kellen Keller, we are overcoming this. We're going to be okay. We've got this thing. And you will be happy too happy are you when you get your inside world your mind and your heart put right then you can see god in the outside world thanks for listening i hope that helped steve ace